0: Hello and welcome to the Joy Mom Summit. I am so excited to have you join us here on the podcast. I have some incredible speakers and I have a surprise speaker, talk number eight. I am so excited that you're here. And I know, I just know that God has something for you, mama friend. You are meant to live a life of joy and intention, purpose, and peace. And that's why you're here at the Joy Mom Summit. So may this conference style summit bless you and let me know how it went for you. Definitely email me, reach out at 500 Seconds to Joy at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. Now, let's get into this Joy Mom Summit and Let's give thanks to the Almighty God, the Joy Giver. Hello, it's Stephanie at 500 Seconds to Joy. I'm excited that you are joining me for this interview with Kara Harvey. She's been on the podcast before, and Kara is just lovely. She is from Purpose Driven Mom and she is now an author. She wrote the 15 Minute Formula How Busy Moms Can Ditch the Guilt, Say Yes to What Matters, and Conquer Their Goals. Just incredible. So she's a wife, mom to her 15 year old son, six year old daughter, four year old son, and she's a woman of God, like us, right? She works as a productivity coach, and her mission is to help busy moms take massive actions on their goals, massive action on their goals, and three times their productivity. So really increase their productivity without overwhelm or burnout. So she does this via her blog, podcast, Purpose Driven Mom Show, virtual community groups, and e courses that help women learn to prioritize their lives. So you can learn more about Kara at www.apurposedrivenmom.com and you can get her book, The 15 Minute Formula, at 15 Minute, that's one five minute formula book.com. There's a free workbook there for you. So incredible. And in today's interview, we are talking about slow and steady goal setting for moms. Um, 15 minutes, what it, what does that look like? How do we only spend a little bit of time working our goals, but make slow and steady progress? And what does it mean to pick a word of the season? What does that mean? And what are these in-progress affirmations? What does it mean to plan quarterly? how can we love our calendar, but not be chained by it and not let it own us? We're going to talk about all of this and more. You are in for such a treat with Kara today. Let's dive into our conversation. Hey, Kara, welcome back to 500 Seconds to Joy. Thank you for having me again. I I know it's like an honor and a big
1: deal as like a fellow podcaster to have somebody on multiple times. So thank you for letting me come back.
0: You're so welcome. I'm so excited, you all. Okay. Kara wrote a book. It's coming out soon. By the time this episode airs, it will be out in the world. (laughs) It's called The Fifteen Minute Formula How Moms Can Ditch the Overwhelm, Say Yes to What Actually Matters. Okay, what, what is this book about? Tell us about it. Tell us about you know why you wrote this book. I love it. It's so incredible. And what is this fifteen-minute formula? I mean, that's what the whole book is about, right? But tell us, tell us what moms can expect when they read this book.
1: Sure. I mean, I never set out to write a book. Uh, We were talking about this before we hit record, but like, this was definitely God saying, "It's time to write a book." Like, it. um, And I won't go too deep into like all of that, but. Y'all, when you see the signs and God is very clear, like to do something, um, obey. uh, And that's pretty much how it happened for me. And it came out of being underwhelmed with the productivity books that were out there for moms. I run a book club Mm -hmm. in my membership and I was like, every time you search stuff, they were either like not deep or quality enough, right? Like they kind of read like a bunch of blog posts put together. Or they were hustle, get up at 5 a.m., go, 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 go. Like that was like the two extremes I was finding. And I was Mm -hmm. really disappointed. And I thought there's got to be something different out there that speaks to moms. And that's the thing I'll say is I used to believe that in order to be successful, you had to hustle, right? Like I wore busy like my badge of honor. I thought that my worth was tied into my works. Like I lived that for most of my life. And it wasn't until my son was born he's four now that i was dealing with postpartum anxiety and depression and i realized that i needed to one change my business model i was a teacher that turned into a network marketer that turned into just like a burnt out entrepreneur because i was trying to do all the things so i decided i've got to change this and i've also got to change how i'm living my life because i'm glued to my computer all the time i'm not present with my family And I felt like I was living into these like two extremes where it was either hustle, hustle, go, go do things all the time. Or I wouldn't do anything at all because I was so overwhelmed with everything. And I would just like throw my hands up in the air at the end of the day, like whatever happened, happened. And there was no intention. It it
0: kind of felt Mm -hmm. like floating
1: through like an absolute autopilot of life. And when I set out to write the book, I wanted moms to realize a few things. One is that You do not need to be hustling and not sleeping and burning yourself out in order to be quote unquote successful. Like that is so important to me. But also that it is possible to work on your own dreams and your own goals while still doing the things in your home and serving your family in a way that aligns for you, that it doesn't have to be one or the other. I think it's very polarizing where people are like, well, I, and and I don't know if people are saying this, but maybe this is like the messaging come across. Like I'm better than you as a mom because this is how I run my family. But I work out of the home, but I stay home, but I'm this, and And it's like, no, you get to choose how you want your day to look. We have a choice in that, right? You have the uh, free will to decide that, And what's really, and what I really hope moms take away from the book is that your day is not going to be perfect, and that's okay. And there's going to be some days where you do have it all together and you check your boxes, and there will be some days you don't. And that doesn't make you any uh, worse of a mom. It doesn't make you uh, a loser. It doesn't make you lazy. It doesn't make you any of those things. And instead of just relying on our motivation and our willpower to get us through, that it's, it's possible to create a plan that. Helps us get there instead of shaming ourselves
0: for everything we're just not doing. Yeah. Yeah. And I forgot the last <laughs> part of your subtitle, Kara. I was like, oh man, this is a um, humbling experience where, hey, friends, I'm not perfect. Um, so the last part of your subtitle is conquer their goals. So you're not saying that moms, like you said, you know, are just going to throw their hands up in the air and say, forget it all. And you're also saying we're not going to just hustle constantly and then, you know, push our kids aside in pursuit of our goals. We're going to do all the all three of these things, which is ditch the guilt, say yes to what matters for us, right? Each family is different, like you're saying, and conquer our goals. So you have these five pillars, right? So in your book, you talk about these five pillars, you break them up into different sections. And today we're gonna focus on pillar one, but could you just briefly like say the five pillars and then let's really go deeply into pillar one and zero in on this choosing a word for each season Uh, because I think that's really powerful. And just a small little action step that moms could do after this episode you know, it's kind of overwhelming to think about all of it at once. Right. And that's the whole point of your system is to do it, you know, in these 15 minute increments and doing it slowly, but surely, because it's not like we can revamp our whole life in a few weeks. Like it just, it takes time. Right. And God has to work with us over time. So let's hear what the five pillars are to help moms ditch overwhelm. And then let's really zero in on that first pillar.
1: Yeah, awesome. And I think that it's important that all five of these pillars, when you have them present in your plan, you've really set yourself up for a good plan. So with any goal or anything you're working on, we always start with pillar one, which is vision. Um, As we move in to our second pillar, we start to move into some time management stuff. Third pillar is goals. And then we've got habits and routines. And I know that we talked about yes, you can do this in your home. And yes, you can do this at work or you can do all these things. And I know that seems overwhelming, but if you start to look at your goals and your time through the lens of these pillars, what you're gonna find is it's not about doing it all at the same time. It's not about doing it all so that every line of your planner is filled out. It's about doing what matters at the moment. And that's vision, which is pillar one, really kicks us off. What I think is so important with whatever goal or routine or habit or thing that you're going after is you start with where you want to go so that you can lay out a good plan. A lot of times we'll say, this is you know a goal that I have, but we don't really anchor into the why. And I want to say this too, because there's a lot of junk out there (laughs) when it comes to productivity and one of those statements is this phrase of like your why has got to be bigger than your excuses now I, i don't believe that i think that's like a load of baloney um you know i think that for me like most of my goals my why will come down to my kids right but it doesn't mean that i don't want something bad enough because i'm not doing it it means i haven't made a plan to help it fit into my life but your why is still important, your vision is still important um, for a couple of reasons to like nerdy brain science a minute. Part of our brain is our reticular activating system and that part needs the vision. And if we start to create a vision of where we wanna go, our brains can get on board with it. Um, If we don't even think we can achieve something or we don't know where we wanna go, it actually is this uphill battle with our brains to actually work on it. So that's part of why we need our why. But the other part of our vision that's so important is knowing our seasons and what's coming up. Because if you know what's coming up for you, instead of making a million goals right January 1st, everybody's excited. Like here's my vision board, 300 things on my list. And then by the second week, you're like, okay, great. Um, I'm not doing these right now. This is a little right. overwhelming, I'm gonna stop. Yep. You can customize your plan. So when I talk about vision, I talk about saying, where are you going next and what goals fit in there, right? So if you know, for example, Um, let's work backwards the end of the year, right? So it was just holidays. It's December. And you know, you want to host for the holidays. You want to have people over. Part of that is I want to declutter, I want to clean up my house, but I don't want to be hustling all the time because I actually want to enjoy the holiday season. Imagine that. Like I want to sit and hang with my family and not feel stressed all the time. So if I know this is happening, then maybe I start those things in November or October and set myself up for success. What this looks like in my work is quarter one is typically like the busiest for me. Um, Even without a book coming out, we do a huge summit and it's a big work project. So I know that quarter one for me is heavy on my work. So what does this mean? Instead of adding a million goals into my quarter one for my personal life or my business, we kind of float with our, per, our, our work goals. We don't really add anything else to the, to the plate right now. Um, and it's hard for me. I'm a, I'm a visionary. I love ideas. Like the other day, I decided that for 2023, I'm going to make my own planner. And I really want to do it. I'm love very it. excited about it. Cannot wait. I, can, I just want to. And so right now, you know when you get excited and you're like, I yes. just want to buy the course and learn right now how to do it. Yep. I told myself, no, we've pre-identified that I'm not taking on anything new right now. But in my next season, which is a lighter season for me, because I know that this is heavy work. We make quarter two lighter i'm going to start learning the process so i'm not saying no i'm not ever going to work on my goals i'm not going to learn how to make the planner or whatever it is i'm saying this doesn't make sense now so why put it in and stress myself and when you can look at it that way i have that fold into my home life so because i know that i'm working more hours this quarter i'm going to be heavier with work stuff all of my goals right now, or around like my own self care and quality time with my family, because I know that I need it. I need to take care of myself right now. I need to make sure that I'm like, um, you know, exercising or eating healthy and drinking water, getting enough sleep so that I can sustain everything else in my life. I also know that I'm going to be having Nights where I work, which I typically don't, I'm going to be having times where I'm very busy uh, because of this, and I want to be intentional about my family time. So my goals this quarter are actually like making sure I have a one-on-one time with each of my. I have three kids. I didn't say it I have three kids. They're four, six, and fifteen, and my husband. So I was like, you know what? I want to have at least one date with each of them every once a month. Which you know, obviously, I'd love to spend more time with them intentionally, but I was like, I want one time at least thirty minutes where I'm just no phone and we're just hanging out they want to do, because I know that if I'm not purposeful about it, I will get buried work because that's my autopilot. Right. And I will feel unaligned in these other areas. And so what I think is really key for moms to do is ask one, what is my season of life? What's happening? Right. Did I just have a baby? Am I starting homeschooling? Like, I know you, you were mentioning your homeschooling. I know so many moms who started homeschooling this year, but what they're not doing is backing up to give themselves the time and the space to learn what that looks like in their home. They're just like, great, yep. I'm just going to jump into homeschooling. And then their schedule mm-hmm. doesn't work because they're still trying to do all the same things they were doing before when things are different. And they're getting- I'm raising my it's hand, work. Kara. Yes, is that's new, me.
0: Yes, Sorry, is, kids. But it's I'm like, ah, yes. what am I doing? Yes, yes, thank you. That's so good, Kara.
1: Well, permission granted to let it be messy. I think permission granted to take some things off your plate while you're learning something new. But we don't do that, right? Because we're taught- we should just be hustling we are taught we should just go all the time we're taught oh something changes i'm mom i'll just figure it out and that's the expectation and i want to encourage moms to slow down and take a step back look at what you have coming up to pick out your season and then make goals that are aligned for you in your season and again it's not about saying you're never going to work on that going after that big dream or running your marathon or writing your book or whatever you want to do it's asking yourself where does this actually make sense? Where does this actually fit in, in a way that I can make it attainable and achievable and finding the time for it. I mean, that's the key, right? We can't just be like, oh, I wanna do this thing, but I'll do it when my kids go off to college, right? It's, its It's a mix of marrying both of those. Where are things going, being realistic, but also being intentional about making sure your dreams don't go from vision board to vision board to vision board and 10 years later, you're looking at, you pull out those ones from the closet. And then and I read about this in the book. I found an old vision board and was like, Ooh, I am still working on that same goal, right? You don't want to get to that spot yes. either.
0: Yeah, that's so powerful, Kara. That's really important to remember your season and then also not let that be the excuse for why you're not going after your goal. I think those are two sides of the same coin of saying, okay, well, I'm just going to forget about myself entirely. And my goals don't matter because I have multiple little kids at home. I don't have, you know, enough help or whatever you want to say to yourself, the excuses. And I know we talked about mindset a little bit before we hit record, um, because so much of it is in our mind. So can you, you know, let moms know how they can choose, I think of it as like an anchor word. You talk about, you know, a word for each season and you do it by quarter, right? So how can moms choose this, this word or like I say with anchor verses, Bible verses, an anchor word, like something to kind of cling on to it, just three months at a time,
1: Yeah, I think that um, the word of the season started for me as like a word of the year, which was something that I was picking. But I want to throw this disclaimer out. I love quarterly planning because I think it gives you the urgency you need and the flexibility you need. You know, if you're just like, oh, I'm going to do it by the end of the year, that's too much time. You need a little little parameter there. Um, but sometimes we need flexibility for life to happen. But I want to encourage moms to uh, forget their calendar a little bit. We're so married to like Monday, January, the quarter one. When I'm talking about a quarter, you make your quarter whatever you want. You make your season a week, a month, a day. I don't care if you want to pick a different day, a word for every day. Don't feel like this formula, like, we oh, I've got to pick one for the quarter. Right. So I want to like throw that out there as permission granted to like love your calendar, but not let it own you in the sense of I if I don't do it on Monday, I'm never going to do it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But the reason I. Yeah. But, well, don't we? We're like, oh, I didn't have my January 1st goals up. So yep. I'll just have to wait till next month.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's so true.
1: Going and going, right? It's just a piece of paper. Like it's arbitrary. It's right. Um, mm-hmm. And so we can't we need it. We do need a planner or a calendar or something. We need structure of some sort but we don't need to let it own us. And so when you're thinking of your word, this actually came from me working with moms and saying, I just don't know what to pick for my word this year. And I said, well, why don't you just make it a word for the quarter? Like we it feels too big sometimes. And so I like to pick a word to anchor my decisions in and to anchor my goals in. And you could again, you could pick a word for each month if you wanted to. But after you've kind of vision cast and you know what's happening, uh, you know, I know this quarter is my heavy work quarter, like I understand that. You can pick a word that aligns with how you want to feel at the end of the quarter. So last year my word was impact. That was a big one for me. And everything I did. I would ask myself, how is this making an impact? And at the beginning of the year, I actually went through and I did a vision casting exercise that I encourage people to do, where you ask yourself like, what would this look like? Like if I was impactful in my family, what would it actually look like? And I wrote things down, like we would do a daily Bible study. I would have one-on-one dates with my family. Um, I also wrote down like I would uh, be like starting their 529s and starting to like invest some money because that would make a bigger impact, right? And you make this vision for the person you want to become. And this allows us to enroll, like get our brains enrolled a little bit. Like, oh, okay, this is where we're going. This is who I want to be. This is the type of person I want to be. And instead of just, and what would be nice to accomplish, you're really asking yourself, what does it look like in all those areas of my life to be that person? And when you pick your word, again, you pick it for the quarter so you don't have to commit for the whole year if that's scary. Again, pick it for the month if you want you then will run all your things through this lens does this goal that i'm setting will it help me make an impact or is it just a goal i think i'm supposed to be achieving because somebody else like reorganized their kitchen on instagram and it looked really nice and so i think i should have to do this and if the answer is no then we say no and we say well maybe this will fit in later and so i like to use it as my anchor my guide and my vision cast but i like to make it more than that so if you've picked a word whatever it is be this year my word is actually invest a couple of years ago it was nourish you know you want to think of some sort of um you know verb that'll help you think of like what you want to do who you want to be it's not always going to like be beautifully grammar wise but you can just like play around with it and ask yourself what would it look like if i was nourishing this thing or what does it look like to nourish this type of, you know, my spiritual life or things like that. You make your vision. And then you say to yourself, if I'm going to become this type of person, what do I do now to become that person? And you start to immerse yourself in it. So there's a couple things that I encourage people to do. Um, You'd mentioned the scripture verse. I think that's a wonderful idea. Can you find a scripture verse that fits into your word? that you can say to yourself and repeat to yourself every single day. I think that's so important. And we say like, well, what does the Bible say about this word? It doesn't have to have the word in it, but it could be something like around that topic. And that can help anchor us in becoming that person that also like God is leading us to be on top of who we want to become, right? And we we have, we could also do other types of affirmations if you wanted to. I'm not a huge fan of like these affirmations that are like go big or go home. Like, you know, the affirmations that are like, I'm a millionaire. And you you stand in your mirror and you're like, I'm a millionaire. The reason I don't think those work is because our brain doesn't believe it. Our brain is not ready to believe that we are a millionaire. So what I encourage you to do is have what's called an in-progress affirmation to get your brain on board to work with you and start to grow your confidence. You can become that person. So for me, like I was starting to, I became an author this year, right? But if you had asked me last year, I'd be like, I'm not an author. Are you kidding me? Like, no way. I didn't believe it. So I became um, diligent in telling myself these things like every single day. I was like, I'm working to become an author. One day I'm going to become an author. And I would say these in progress affirmations to not only help bridge the gap from I talk about baseline and vision from like my baseline of where I'm starting to my vision, where I want to become, but to get my brain on board and to start believing it. And now if you ask me what I do, I would say I'm an author and a podcaster. It just rolls off my tongue. And it took me a while to get there. And so I think part of taking your word is anchoring it in creating a belief system, but it's also starting to learn how to get that belief system going. So make it active. You know, We can make it the lock screen of our computer, we could or our phones and we could print it out or whatever, but I encourage you to find a book on the top, right? If you're looking to grow in confidence, you could read Do It Scared by Ruth Sukup where she talks about all those things. Um, you could find other books that help you Get really anchored in that word. Um, like I think of a couple years ago, I read the book Present Over Perfect by Shauna Nyquist. And if oh, your so word good. is yeah, great book, right? So maybe your word is present. Read that book. So I try to pick once a quarter a book to read that is focused on my word of the year in particular. I also find podcasts um, that I can listen to while I'm getting ready in the morning that helps set the stage. So last year with my word being impact, I found a podcast called joy to lead. And it was about just like being a leadership in your life and your business. And they were super short episodes, which fit perfectly for me. And so while I was getting ready in the morning, I would put it on once a week because that's when the episodes airs. It wasn't every day. And I would always make it a point because you know, your podcast, I don't know about you, but I have so many podcasts right now. So many.
0: So, and so i subscribe subscribed
1: to hundreds. Like I have so many in there that I want to listen to. And I'm intentional about listening to the ones that anchor into my goals and my word, right? So say to yourself, Hey, 500 seconds of joy. Joy is my, my word. I'm going to make sure I listen to this time. Every time it drops, this is the show I'm going to listen to, right? Um, and that helps you make it active. And it's so easy to find. You just go to your podcast app, Spotify, Apple, whatever, search the word, put your word of the year, right? Search joy. What comes up for you? Look around, feel it out, find something that works if you're not sure where to start. And then you could also take courses or YouTube videos or really something once a quarter, to just help you connect back with that word. Make it an active thing for you. And when you start to do that, you will start to become the embodiment of those traits of the person you want to be. And you will start to see these changes in your life. And at the end of the quarter, you may be like, wow, like maybe I didn't get where I wanted to go, but I'm a much more present mom because these are the things I said I was going to do. And once a week I check in, this is what a present mom would do. And I'm starting to become that person. And I'm constantly reminding myself of who I want to become, and asking myself, "What did I do this week to become that person?" and how can I get there? And by making it active, you make it this real in life thing that isn't a pretty vision board that you made once and don't know where you saved it.
0: That is some really good advice, Kara. And I think we all need to hear that. We all need a reminder not to work on a million things at once and to just focus on what's our current vision, what's our current season. And I, I love the focus you talk about and just taking those small baby steps. So I just want to encourage anybody listening to start. Kara has given us so much to think about so many things that we could just take and run with. I would suggest just picking one of them is that you can think about what's your vision. Like Kara says, for the next three months, for this next quarter, Is it that you want to be more present? Do you want to be on your phone less? Do you want to be working on your business more? Do you want to be getting more intentional with your homeschool schedule? There's so much that we work on as moms. And I love that you're talking about how we have to have this singular focus and this vision and having this word that we filter everything through. So I've learned so much from you, Kara, and I know the moms listening have too. And just imagine, she wrote a whole book about this, friends. So let us know where they can grab your book, The 15-Minute Formula, and there's so much you share in this book, so much more. This is just the tip of the iceberg, and I'm just really excited for moms to read your book, Kara.
1: Thank you so much. Yeah, Amazon's probably the best place right now. If you just search the 15-minute formula, you can grab it in e-reader or a physical copy mailed to you. Whatever uh, suits your fancy, we will have an audiobook coming hopefully uh, early April. Uh, so that option will be there too. But if you want um, some more resources at the 15minuteformula.com slash free, I have a workbook that is absolutely free and it accompanies the book. So even if you're like, I don't know if I'm gonna get the book, at least go grab the workbook. They're inside the workbook actually, there is a chart of about a hundred and something word examples. So if you want to help picking your word of the year, just go get that and it'll be a whole list for you. Um, it's all, The book's also linked there and there's a Trello board and everything. So get the workbook at least to start. And then if you want to snag the book, it's a really great accompaniment. I also have in the front of the book, a guide of how to, oh, in the workbook, actually how to read the book in um, four weeks. So in 15 minutes a day, how you can get the book read. Cause I know we buy a lot of pretty books and we let them sit on our shelf. So I wanted this to be different for you. So the workbook will have a reading guide for you that makes it pretty easy.
0: That's wonderful. Thank you, Kara. It has just been such an honor to have you on the podcast. Congratulations on your first book and becoming an author. And we're going to have you back again. (laughs) Thank you. This was a really fun conversation and I just appreciate your time. I appreciate yours. Thanks for listening to Mom's Podcast. Thanks for tuning in today, friend. I'm so grateful for you. Let's connect on my email list. Go to bit.ly forward slash monthly happy mail, and we can be email besties. What do you think? Yeah. (laughs) Thanks for being here. Have a joy-filled day. Bye for now. Bye for now.